Hey y'all, welcome back to Don't Forget the LOL, the podcast here to remind you to live, love, and laugh out loud. It's your girl, Kelsey Anye, and this week we are talking about self-love. talking about self-love today and I have my very first guest Miss Tamara Lamise joining us. I am so insanely excited to have her with us. She is a new but dear friend of mine and I'm excited for all that she is doing for the plus size community but all that she's doing just to empower women to love themselves fully, wholly, and deeply and so I am so very excited. Without further ado, Welcome, Miss Tamara Lamise. Well, Miss Tamara, so glad to have you with us. Welcome to Don't Forget to LOL the podcast. You're my first guest. You're my first guest. I'm so, so excited to have you with me today. My goodness, I'm so honored to be your first guest. Uh, Yay, I'm bowing down, bowing down. Uh, Okay, so my first question for you is just to tell me about yourself. Who is Tamara Lamise? What is your elevator pitch? Oh, you know what's funny? Um, When I started my marketing business with my husband, we practiced our elevator pitch for weeks and months. And then when we stepped away from that and leaned more into what I'm doing with coaching, I did not develop a new elevator pitch. So this is off the cuff. (laughs) Oh, let's go. And I'm usually very rehearsed in practice because of marketing. <laughs> right, naturally. Well, Tamara Lamise, I am a self-love and confidence coach. What I like to say is um, I'm a certified life coach that helps women get out of their own way so that they can create the fulfillment in their life that they desire, whether that's in their personal life, professional life, just how they treat themselves, how they view themselves, how they show up in the world. So that is what I kind of do. And I, my specialty, I always say that I'm a um, coach for plus size women and people often ask like, well, what's different about plus size women than, you know, straight size women. And I said, you know, we're all women. We all have experiences that have shaped our lives and create created who we are today. However, I believe that in the plus size community, there's not a lot of support like this. We're in the straight size community, no shade to them that they have all the support in the world. They have all the resources in the world and all the know-how in the world. And for us in the plus size community, it's just a little bit different. And so I wanted to make sure that I'm a beacon for other plus size women and men um, who are looking for the, the kind of support that only another sister in the struggle can provide. Come on, elevator pitch off the top of your head. That is beautiful. get it get it I love it and I love I love what you said about um helping women get out of their own way because I think that that we are our biggest roadblock we are our biggest barrier our thoughts our minds our perceptions of ourselves Mm -hmm. um albeit formulated because of societal bs but it's our own perception we've attached this to our identity we get in our own way um, and it, it holds us back from so much. So like that in particular, I love, cause I'm gonna be honest when people are like, Oh, I'm a coach. I'm a, what does that mean for you? What right. Does that mean, what are you coaching exactly? And have you lived it out for yourself yeah. um, it, that you can say, I'm going to help people do insert this thing. And you ain't never played the sport. Come on okay. coach. Like how you, <laughs> I don't want a basketball coach who ain't never picked up a basketball before literally (laughs) help me understand like as a former cheerleader I did not want coaches who ain't never cheered before you don't know what it's like for me to throw in these girls in the air you don't know this in theory theoretically but have you practiced it and I love I love that I know this about you and we'll talk about it in a second but 
I have another question for you. Okay. What is your theme song? What plays when Tamara Louise walks into a room? You know, it's several things depending on my mood because I do have a background in music. So I'm, I can never pick my favorite song because music is such, so important to me. And I've been singing since I was four. So, okay. My top ones that just popped in my head, um, freedom by Beyonce because of the line, the one line in there, um, I'm gonna keep running because a winner don't quit on themselves for that line alone. That song is like one of my anthems. Um, so I'm a whole lot of woman by Kelly Clarkson. I'm a whole lot of woman. Yeah. (laughs) and um I was just what did I play uh I played a song this on Saturday by Lizzo and I can't remember what which one it was it's either um Juice or um I don't remember what the other one's called (laughs) I was over here like was it Juice what did I play I it was either Juice or oh my god don't make me pull up my playlist. I do have a motivational playlist. I'm not even lying. As you should. <laughs> as you. Oh, as should. good as hell. I was gonna say, or was it good as hell? Both of those iconic, great, feel good. Yes. I am that girl. Yes. Will forever be that girl. In the words of Meg The Stallion, you know. Yeah. Yes. You know? What's, what's yours? I need to know. Oh my gosh. Um. Okay. Uh. Juice is definitely one. Yes. Um, most recently, Upgrade You, because yes. I need you to understand that anything you do in conjunction with me, it's going to elevate. Period. Point blank. <laughs> so, and I've always loved Upgrade You, but my sister and I were talking about it one day and I was like, correct. Like, just take me with you because when it is you and when it is I and we are one baby amazing things are going to happen oh it's all happening it's happening it's just it is what it is um (laughs) so yeah those are those are definitely my like top two in this season of my life like Mm. you mad blame it on the juice I can't help you (laughs) like I don't know what to say you want some I mean this is just where it is. It is what it is. And um, there's plenty of juice. You can definitely share in the juice. But if you think that I'm going to deny myself for you to have juice, it's not happening. You've lost your everlasting mind. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I'm sorry, this man. I hope this don't sound ridiculous. But uh, no. Um, juice is a big one for me, too, because it's like I spent a long time shrinking. Yes. Um, because I've. I've Everyone was like, oh, you're too this, you're too that. Mm-hmm. Um, my godmama would always say too, too, and very, very. And I always felt like, oh, I'm, well, I'm too much, so I have to turn it back. Yes. Or it's, they can't handle it, so I have to turn it back. And then I reached a point where I was like, I'm always going to be too much for somebody. Mm. Are you going to, always going to be very something to someone? And that may rub them the wrong way, but that's a them, them thing, not a me thing. And so I was like, and we pivot. Full 180. Y'all gonna get all this energy. Like, you mad? Take that to the altar. That has nothing to do with me. Not at all. <laughs> not, not at all. And, and, it, and it's such a freeing place to be able to say that now because I think back, I've always been one who, who appeared confident. Mm. Heavy on the appeared. Um, and it was prescribed confidence because I wasn't a plus size girl who didn't want to wear the clothes that I wanted to wear Mm -hmm. Um, because I wasn't insecure about my body. It was like, oh, well, then you're just like this confident guru person thing. And I'm like, "Eh, no, not necessarily. Not necessarily. I just, it's hot. And so I'm going to wear shorts. (laughs) Literally. And I know that you grew up in Louisiana. Louisiana. Like what I look like covering my body in 110 degrees. Right. What I look like with a burka on. When you grow up hearing it's too hot to get in the pool. What does that even mean? I know to to northerners, to anyone who grew up north or of the Mason-Dixon line or west of Texas, that means nothing to them. But there were times where I'd be like, mom, I want to go swim. And she's like, it's too hot. Wait till it cools off. 
<laughs> that's how hot it gets in Louisiana. So imagine me wearing long sleeves and pants, not because I'm comfortable in it, because some people are comfortable fully clothed, sure. but because I'm trying to hide, you didn't lost your everlasting mind. So <laughs> my girl Lizzo and all of her nudity, nudity and shenanigans, listen, mm-hmm. if you like it, I love it because society has told us so much that we have to shrink and yes. that's not it. So juice, juice is like, it's it juice i mean you mad i'm not gonna change it literally but you know here we are right like Um, congratulations on you being mad that's interesting and good for you you know i'm gonna go over here with my juice and mind my business like i've been (laughs) would you like a cake because that can make you super mad um (laughs) if you'd like i mean whatever um, and it's, it's so interesting that, you know, people, namely plus size women who mm-hmm. um, feel this way about themselves are often toted as being arrogant or mm-hmm. needing to be humbled mm-hmm. or um, getting too big for their britches or whatever. But then someone who is built like Meg, who don't get me wrong, sis got a body, yaddy, yaddy. Like, but for women who are built like Meg, it's like, oh, well, you deserve to think this way about yourself. Like, you should feel this way about yourself. Right. Um, the rest of you, no. But like, this is the ideal type and you're the only one who's allowed to be confident about the way that you look. And it's like, no, no, no. No. Nope. That's not nope. how that works. So to that end, what does it mean to be confident to you? Yeah, so... I feel like confidence is such a deeper topic than we all claim it is. You know, I mean, it's, it's fabulous to feel good in the clothes that you're wearing. And it's fabulous to feel like you can show up showing your body as a plus size woman. Um, And all those things are so wonderful, but the confidence that is to me, that is true confidence comes from within. It's the courage to start the project that you've always wanted to start it. It's the courage to not no longer be a doormat for people. It's the courage to take your claim in this world unapologetically. It's the courage to just live your life in such a way that it is so authentic and so true to you that you're, that you glow from the inside out. Um, and then with the clothes on top of it, of course, sure, bomb, whatever. <laughs> but I really think co- confidence is built from the inside out. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I agree, and that's why I, I said that I was someone who appeared confident because mm. something that looks like it mimics, mirrors confidence is really me mirror, mirroring what I hoped to be, what I wanted to be, but was never yes. something that was internal. So when I was really put to the test, it was like, uh, uh shrink ah! you know like it, when I was actually faced with having to be what I was project uh, trying to project it was like um <laughs> actually, actually I'm just gonna go back here <laughs> go hide in my turtle shell now okay love you bye thanks like right? it was yeah. it was you know and as someone who I know no one ever believes me when I say this your girl is an introvert mm. yeah. I can wax poetic about anything. I can <laughs> talk with the best of people. It drains me. It's and exhausting. So it's exhausting. And I'm like, y'all, being an extro- extrovert or an introvert doesn't mean that I'm shy. Right. Like, y'all mofos, tear me, they tire me out. So <laughs> that on top of fake confidence, honey, no, no, no. I'm- get home and you're done right you get home and you take off your wig or you take off your body your your head headdress or whatever you got on your head and you're just like uh, 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 uh. <laughs> so much. I literally grew up the same way I my um my motto from for the majority of my life was fake it till you make it and oh. I literally used to teach I used to teach voice dance and musical theater I used to teach my kids that and I look back on it and I'm like dang you know, like the whole fake it till you make it instead of figuring out how to cultivate it from the inside, mm-hmm. which like you said, only gets you so far. Like same, everybody has always said to me, Tamara, you're so confident. You carry yourself so well. Like you, you know, you always walk in a room and light up the room and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, well, that shit's work, y'all. Excuse me. I'm sorry. I should be. Uh, you're good. No, you're good. <laughs> We're here. Don't, <laughs> no, no, no. 
<laughs> but it's work, like it's work to do that. And then because you have to gas yourself up going, all these insecurities that I'm feeling on the inside, all the things that I don't like about myself, all the things that I'm trying to change that nobody sees when you're on diets, when you're exercising, when you're squeezing yourself into your jeans and with your Spanx and doing all the things to hide or try to appear as confident, those things that are in the inside that you haven't worked on are just below the surface. Right. So at any moment, if someone goes, ding, you could shatter. So and heavy on you could shatter. (laughs) (laughs) And I totally lived the majority of my life like that until I figured out, oh, okay, if I build it from the inside first, it'll feel one more like me. Yeah. Two, it'll be easier. And three, I'm not as breakable. Mm -hmm. I'm not as breakable. That's so that's so right. It you live it lives right under the surface, and it's like a that the tea kettle right before it starts whistling. Mm-hmm. right there but if it gets put back on the fire you can take it off if you put it right back on the fire too soon it's going to immediately erupt and it's like you're teeter-tottering in that space for so long as a dancer I I realize I've danced I'm 30 for about 28 years Love. off and on for yes. about 28 years it is the most consistent thing I've ever done in my life and mm. it's dancing and if I wasn't dancing with the company or on a team, I was choreographing or working with kids or like teaching dance. Like there is not, the pandemic is the longest I've ever spent in my life without dancing. Wow. And um, I realized that and I'm like, okay, girl, you need to start dancing again because it just, it brings out who I am. But to mm-hmm. that end, I was good. I am good. I know I'm a good dancer. There's no one who could tell me that I'm not. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. And to that, but I also felt like in my body, I was default, not a good enough dancer. Yes. My body, not yes. because I couldn't outdance skinny mini over here, not yeah. because I didn't have higher kicks, not because my extensions weren't straighter. My mm. splits weren't closer to the ground. All of those things. And I still had to work twice as hard to get half as far as yeah. some of the skinnier girls um, that I was, I was dancing with it. So that confidence always teetered because it's like, I'm good. But am mm-hmm. I good will I ever be good enough? Yes. Um, and that work looked like what are you good enough for you, sis? Oh, mm-hmm. are you good enough for you? How do you feel about you? Mm-hmm. But what the rest of these hoes got to say, how mm-hmm. does Kelsianye feel about Kelsianye? And that switch. Yes. Like everything. So what does self-love mean to you? And is it different than confidence, having confidence? Okay. Yeah. You know, <laughs> the funny thing about self-love these days, like it's all over the place. I mean, I, you can't look on your phone. You can't turn on your TV. It's in TV shows. It's in commercials. It's in songs now. Like a lot of people are coming out with songs that have to do with self-love. I think, what was it? Demi Lovato and uh, Sam Smith came out with a song that was like, I think it might've be titled self-love, but like, there's like a whole movement around self-love, which you know what happens when things get popular, they get watered down and they get convoluted and they, the meaning starts to slip. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think self-love is really a deep knowing and understanding of who you are from the inside first, and then showing up as that person and having the the love for yourself, the worth for yourself, the confidence in yourself to show up exactly as the person you're intended to be from the inside out. Um, So to me, that's what self-love is. And it's also taking care of yourself in in the way that you would take care of someone that you loved so dearly. I always liken it to like like taking care of yourself the way you would take care of a baby, Mm -hmm. right? Because you would never do anything to harm a baby. You would treat it with the most softness and care. You would make sure it was well-fed. You would make sure that it gets its tummy time and the, you exercise their legs and their arms. And you would make sure that you are working their brain by teaching them things and reading to them and speaking to them. Like we do all these wonderful things to babies that we don't do to ourselves. And I feel like that's what is the missing link of self-love is treating yourself like you would treat a newborn baby. I love that, especially because, girl, I love kids. I, it's <laughs> ridiculous. I used to fight it all the time. I'd be like, oh, you know, they're cute or whatever. I don't want none. The lies I tell. 
<laughs> I love children. And that, so to think about that, like I have two goddaughters. One um, is six, she'll be seven in October and one who will be one in August. Oh, and I know <laughs> my little nuggets. Um, and I think about just even the ways in which I filter myself around yes. them, the things I won't say mm-hmm. around them um, more than just like, you know, trying not to cuss around them or things like that. But like, there are things that they will never hear come out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, if they can't hear it, then why are you saying it? Oh, okay. Well, that, that, that is, that is fair. <laughs> um, it's like, oh, okay. You know, and, and I heard this um, years ago, and this is really what created a shift for me. Um, I never thought about it from the child perspective, but someone said, would you say to your best friend, the things that you say about yourself? Exactly. And my best friend and I are two peas in a pod and I would never, she's not allowed to say negative things about herself. Mm. I will cuss her out for saying negative things about herself. Like, don't you dare think about yourself that way. Don't you dare talk about yourself that way. And it's like, keep that same energy, sis. Yes, um, absolutely. BuzzFeed, I think, did a video where they had two, um, two a set of best friends um, write like the things that they didn't love about themselves, like just really go in on themselves. Okay. And then they had to sit across from their best friend and read those things to their best friend as if they were talking to her. Oh my goodness. I don't like this about you. I hate this about you. Oh. And it was like, they didn't know what they were going to do. So they did not hold back on themselves and then had to turn around and use those same words to their best friend. The, just, I get chills thinking about it and I haven't seen this in years. And I'm like, oh, I could never do that exercise. I would never say those things to them. Went to right. my sisters, and I would not say that to my best friend. So I'm like, okay, so I see it. Why am I saying this to myself? That part. Why am I saying this to myself? Why am I tearing myself down so hard? Mm-hmm. Why am I beating myself up? Correct. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh, so that that really began a shift, you know, for me. And I never understood the whole like you can't properly love other people until you love yourself. Mm. I hate that quote. Oh, I hated it because I was like, no, I love hard. I love people. I love, I give love so freely. Mm. I love, I love, I love, and I love deeply. How I feel about myself does not change the way I feel about this individual. So what do you mean? Right. What do you mean? And as I've been on this journey, it's been like, was that love or were you seeking approval? Hmm, That part. That love or were you overcompensating? that other part was that love or were you afraid they were going to walk away that part too (laughs) I said oh correct um okay all of the above you know and I had to shift and so now self loving me is like I can't love you more than I love me Mm. I can't yes there are sacrifices in relationships absolutely not fundamental sacrifices though core belief sacrifices they are not um me giving up who I know I am and what I morally believe in for you that's not ever meant to be the sacrifice in a relationship and so that is the moment where I'm like oh I love me I love me so much that I'm gonna have to let you go Mm, yes Mm. yes I love you I'm gonna let you go right whoa 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 is this adulting? Is this, <laughs> is this growth? You know, and, and as you begin to like purge all of the negativity around you and within you, there's a glow that happens. And it's like, like it, it's gotten to the point where I run into people and they're like, how are, you're good. You're good. You just I don't know. How are you anymore? It's like, you're good. Oh, you good. You real good. <laughs> like, so tell me what the good is because I don't need to ask you how you're doing. You're good. Like I can see it. And it's like, oh, that's what that internal thing looks like. Cause mm-hmm. even on my like, oh, this day sucks. Yeah. I have the stupid meeting, mm-hmm. whatever it is. It's like, no, but you still look good, girl. <laughs> love looks good on you. Yes. That's, I think that's a part of what self-love is too, is, um, that no matter the crap that's happening around you, you're still okay, you yeah. know, because life is going to happen. We can't control what happens in life. You know, that's just not our, that's not our place. 
Right. What we can control is how we respond to it. And what we can control is the way we move through it because tragedy is going to happen. That's the way our life, that's the way life is set up. That's the way human existence is set up. It's set up for highs and lows. It's set up for extreme amounts of joy and extreme amounts of pain, Mm -hmm. you know, but it's, when you have that foundation, when you have that deeper knowing and understanding inside yourself, you can go, okay, these things are happening, not to me, they're happening. And I get to choose how I move through them. And even in those like really traumatic situations, you still have the switch of, okay, this is happening. I may not be able to control it, but I still get to choose Mm-hmm. how I move through it and I get to choose how I heal and I get to choose how I continue to seek out that joy that thriving life that peace that love and understanding another thing I love that you said was um when you started to learn to love yourself you were more okay with letting people go um that didn't support that or didn't see that. I think that's another really good aspect and deep aspect of self-love is that it opens your mind to what the possibilities of love are, is, and what love actually is supposed to feel like and how your, when your love from the inside is so good and it exudes from the outside, you start to see things around you that maybe aren't love. Maybe that's not exactly love. Maybe that's admiration and like, and you care about, you care, you know? but maybe that's just not love. I had the conversation with my husband. Um, so I started my journey about 2018, end of 2017, beginning of 2018. And um, I was reading all the books and journaling and podcasts and doing worksheets and doing all this kind of work. And I started to change. And I realized what you realized. If someone is not on my train and or they're not at least in the understanding or open to the mindset shift, then it's not going to work out. I told my husband, we had a fight one night overnight. It was like from 9 PM to like 8 AM. And I said, if you don't get what is happening inside of me and what I'm working toward becoming, then we won't work. We had just gotten married by the way. Wow. And I was like, and I'm getting on this train because how I lived before, fake and small, is not serving me anymore. The way that I want to live and who I want to be is where I'm going. And if you cannot get on board and do what you need to do for you so that you match my level or exceed me and we're doing, we're trying to, you know, get to each other as we're growing, then I can't do this. I won't be in an unhealthy relationship. I won't do that to myself. I've done it my whole dating history. Right. I'm not going to be married to it. And he was like, huh. and he got on the train. I mean, it, he got on the train in his own way and in his own journey, because everyone's allowed to do that. But I was like, listen, I don't care how you get there, but you're going to get on this damn train. <laughs> okay, the train's about to leave the station, so make a decision. Literally. <laughs> you get a little car in the back, you can pedal to get to the train. You might have to run for the train. Catch that last one. Take a run and jump. Run and jump, sir, because the, the train has left the station. I and hope I you're stretched. I hope you're stretched. <laughs> and I think that's so important for people to realize as well that I am going to do what is best for me to show up as wholly and as authentically um, myself. And when people realize that allowing me to do that allows me to also show up better for you. Yeah. You would let that happen. I think if more people understood that my most full, authentic, whole, healthy self is the best self for you too. You're, you're welcome. Congratulations. You're welcome. (laughs) I'm healed. You're welcome. Like, Like, I love me. You're welcome. I love you too. And can genuinely say that I'm doing the things that I'm doing for you because I love you and not because I'm afraid to lose you, not because I'm scared of you, not because of any of those things, but because I want to. Yeah. I love you because I love me and loving you makes me love you more. You know, the thing that people don't realize when they're on the outside of it. So the people in our lives, you know, that start to see the journey and the growth and the change is they they think it's an ego thing. Like- Now you're more boastful or you're, you're not confident, you're arrogant. Mm -hmm. 
you know, and you're selfish because you're talking about taking care of yourself first. Like, oh, you're so selfish. And it's literally none of those things. And I think that's what stops a lot of women because being selfish is not us, right? We're maternal. We're, we're maternal by nature. We're caregivers. And if you grew up a plus size woman, you were probably put in the role of caregiver without you knowing. And then you just, wow. <laughs> so we don't want to disappoint. You know, we want to continue to take care of people and to be called selfish or to, to, to say, to say to someone who's growing and trying to become themselves, oh, you're arrogant, you know, and to try to make it a negative. A lot of people will stop. A lot of people will to shrink back because they don't want to disappoint their people. Mm-hmm. But you know, self-love is going, okay, if you can't see me for who I am in my realest, most vulnerable, authentic space, then I mean that's a reflection of you, not me. Cool. <laughs> Tell the people because it is, and it's like the only self we're allowed to be is self-sacrificing. Oh selfish. Can't be self-loving. You know, it, it's, it can't be about me. It has to be about you. And the only thing about me is that I'm giving up me for you. Incorrect. Goodbye. Incorrect. So you could go ahead and just do what you want with that. Throw it in the trash. That's not what we're doing over here. Um, I love, I love all of this. I love you. I'm so thankful for this conversation. This is so great. So oh, I love you. You know you're like one of my favorite people in the world. Like I am obsessed. Same. <laughs> Same. I am a Tamara Lumis fan. <laughs> um, so my, as you know, I turned 30 like three weeks ago. Woo, woo, woo. Welcome to the club, Dirty 30. Okay. <laughs> um, and so one of the things I wanted to do for myself as a part of this self love journey that I'm on um because what I found really interesting in all of my introspection one I'm an extremely introspective person I do not wish my level of introspection on anyone else because mm. it's a lot it is a lot and so sometimes it takes me a minute to like okay I'm gonna default what did I do what mm. could I've done differently how did I respond what was I thinking before I get to the point where I'm like actually no you did something wrong too you did yeah. right but I'm going to start with me first for better or for worse. <laughs> so in all of my like introspection and my thoughts and thinking about like myself and where I want to be, one of my favorite books, um, and I talked about it on the podcast, I think like two episodes ago is Diane von Furstenberg's book. Um, oh. And it's her memoir. And DVF is the creator of the rap dress. Um, yeah. as we know, and um, I think it was the woman I wanted to be is want to be is the name of the book. But basically, DVF was like, I don't know what I wanted to do, which is why at some point I was a princess. Like she was absolutely married to a prince. Um, her ex-husband is a prince. And so she was like, at one point I was a princess. Um, at one point I was doing uh, God knows what. And then now I thought this dress design was cute. And now I'm like the empress of the wrap dress and it's just whatever and she's so like oh, about it but what I love is that she said I never knew what I wanted to do just why mm. she through so many phases but I always knew the woman I wanted to be so I became oh. her yes so everything that she did her trajectory doesn't make sense you read her book you're like how first of all who divorces a prince listen I so man <laughs> I have questions I have questions because I not divorce a prince, honey. <laughs> and if I'm not mistaken, that's where the von Furstenberg comes from. I think okay. she kept his name. Either mm-hmm. way, because it's been a while since I read the book, this was like, I knew who I wanted to be. And so whatever I did and everything that I did, it was shooting towards her. Mm. Towards her, who becoming who she is. And so I have sat with that for years. Like, who do I want to be? What kinds of woman do I want to be? What? And what things do I have to strip and what things do I have to unlearn about myself in order to be yes. Yes. Um, What narratives do I have to undo from society, from family, um, from school in order to become the woman that I wanted to be? So mm. one of the things that I realized probably about a year and a half ago is that even though I am like outwardly confident in what I wear, I will throw on a bikini in a, in a second. I do not care. Um, I think they're cute. Y'all gonna get this body, yaddy, yaddy. Um, Amen. Period. I love a crop top. I love a crop top. Same. Love a crop top. 
Um, and I don't know, hold you, I love a good poom poom short too. Oh, mm. I love a good poom poom short. And so it was like, I'm aware because it's cute. Okay. It fits me um, because I understand fashion style and I understand my body. I'm not going to wear anything that's too small, but your, your definition of too small and mine are not the same. Literally. I may not, I'm not going to look like a can of biscuits busting out of my clothes because they're physically too small. However, just because, you know, you see a little thigh meat and that makes you uncomfortable, that ain't got nothing to do with me. So I was always like, okay, pretty confident about what I wear. I attribute a lot of that to dancing and the mm. outfits that I had to wear um, while jumping up and down cheer. Mm-hmm. Um, my legs was out my whole life. So it is not abnormal for me to be in booty shorts. Um, but I was like, okay, that's cute. And you like that outfit and that's fine. And I was like, and I'm cute and I'm fun and I'm flirty. I've never thought that I was not pretty. I did not have that complex. I was always told that I was pretty. So I never mm-hmm. had that issue. Now, pretty for a dark skin girl, pretty for a plus size girl, those qualifiers were thrown in there occasionally, but I was always pretty. So I was right. like, okay, well, yeah, then I'm pretty. Duh. Um, but I never saw myself as sexy. Okay. Which was like a really interesting revelation for someone who was in her late 20s. Um, yeah. To be like, mm. I would have, I would put on an outfit and have a thing be like, girl, you the baddest one in the room. Objectively, this is sexy. Did mm-hmm. I feel it? Did I think myself sexy? Did I see myself sexy? Well, absolutely not. What? <laughs> I was cute. Mm-hmm. I was the flirty one. I was the fun one. I was fabulous. I was not sexy. Okay. Okay. Um, and so I was like, that's interesting. What do I do with that information? Right. I sat on it. I journaled it. I thought about it. And, you know, it just, it came and go and, and went in, in waves. And then in December, um, when I was thinking about what am I going to do for my birthday, I was really adamant about making sure that I did something for me. Yes. Um, that was only for me. I wanted to do something that I wanted to make sure that I cultivated a birthday this year because I've had some pretty crappy birthdays because of other people in the past yeah. that I was like, no, there's a very specific atmosphere and energy I want around me. I'm yes. not going to acquiesce to having certain individuals around me just because you feel like you deserve access to me. Um, okay. I'm going to be very intentional about this. That included what I got myself for my birthday. Um, and so I say all that to say is that uh, randomly scrolling through Instagram, a friend of mine posted a picture of her, her birthday boudoir shoot. And uh-huh. I was like, that's cute. She's <laughs> company. And I was like, oh, that's real cute went to their page, loved their work. I love that they were an entirely female owned, run and operated um, organization because I was like, I don't want no creepy men like taking pictures. Um, Not that women can't be creeps too, but I felt safer. Um, And I checked them out. Anyway, long story short, ended up on their page and their like eight, $900 photo shoot was on sale for $100. Well, I mean, obviously, that is a sign from God. <laughs> obviously, I had to buy it, right? Yeah. So I literally bought my birthday gifts six months in advance <laughs> while it was on sale. And it was like $100 shoot, hour, three outfits. Um, you get two edited photos in color and black and white on the spot. Wow. You, you can add. You can decide if you want to make playing cards, get a book, do all these things on them, or just get digital prints. Mm-hmm. Or you can just take walk away with your two. And I was like, okay, you know, that ain't a problem. I had eight months to book, so I could wait until my birthday month to book. So I was like, oh, perfect. Girl, June came around and I was like, I really gotta book this shoot. <laughs> I'm not about to waste my money. But I mean, but it's only a hundred dollars and I spent it six months ago. So like, mm, it's gone. Right. It, it was the back and forth because it, I realized that there was a fear of me being like, mm, this is so this is I, this is intentionally sexy. This is not like accidental sexy. This is not like, oh, I put on a bad outfit and I'm like, we're going out one night sexy. I'm like, oh, I, this is intentional. This is an energy. This has to come from the inside. So yeah. like, you're gonna have to undo all the foolishness that you feel about what it means to be sexy in order to kill this photo shoot, sis. Like, you're not just about to go out there and be like coy and shy. I mean, talk about inner work and inner game. Like, <laughs> honey, I was like, I thought I was booking a photo shoot, not a therapy session. <laughs> um so I did the photo shoot this past Thursday Ooh. you got to see some of the pictures I did y'all 
which like was such a beautiful and shocking thing to see um so <laughs> I ordered these outfits um because I was like I don't even know how to buy laundry where to go what to do I found <laughs> some outfits I I ordered them girl why are they still not here oh they're lost in the ether somewhere oh my gosh yes they're still not here yet so um two things happen the bulk of the order shipped together that's what's lost and one pair of like backless panties came in oh that was it and that was like the the like risque out of everything that I bought I was like we'll see how I feel <laughs> we'll see how I feel we're gonna stretch ourselves bought this whatever yes I ended up the morning of my photo shoot having to run around looking for something else to wear. oh my gosh shoot and um they gave you the option you know like three outfits and or a sheet option where you okay. can like be in a white sheet and right essentially be new yes I was like am I ready for that paused in that I'm a self-proclaimed nudist I don't wear clothes I don't uh, so why all of a sudden do I have like apprehension and fear about being nude what is this where is this coming from um so I had a lace bralette that I already owned I bought panties with a garter belt which just felt like so much (laughs) um some thigh highs I already had the cutest pair of Jessica Simpson heels so I was like I don't have to buy shoes mm-hmm. um and then I was like what am I gonna do for the other outfits I was like I'm not gonna find a bra in person I always have to order my bras so I'm yeah. like that's not going to happen what am I gonna do and there was a part of me who was like I mean you don't have to wear a bra literally bras are optional it could be a panty shoe if you you know if you want mm-hmm. um you just also can, you know wear a sheet just a panty if you want and I was like oh okay we're doing this um so I I got all my outfits I got all the things I text my sisters in the group chat and was like um full transparency after I put on the first outfit I was like I think I need y'all to come gather me um I'm calling in reinforcements to gather me because the way I'm trying to talk myself out of this right now Mm. is not okay I was going to get charged if I canceled the photo. Uh, it was like three hours from mm. that time. I was like, I will pay these $50 mm. to cancel this photo shoot. Like I was there as I was standing and I, in the mirror, I was like, objectively, I look good. Okay. Confidently, I was like, I am struggling. This is me being honest. I called yeah. my sisters. These two heifers get on group FaceTime and they're like, I don't see the problem. You look stunning. And I was like, I just don't, I don't feel, I don't, I don't, they're like, I don't understand. Talk it out. Yeah. What is the problem? Right. And I was just cool. like, point it I, out. <laughs> like, let's get to the root of this. We're walking this back right here, right now, because we're not letting you miss this photo shoot. Okay. Um, and so, you know, it, it, I walked it back and realized I was like, oh, I've never seen myself as sexy. So like, this is odd. This is different. This is weird. They're like, but how do you feel? Mm. I was like, damn good they're like as you should (laughs) as you should and so you know we had the whole like hype up moment session through the clothes in the bag went to the photo shoot walked in my photographers were and stylists were absolutely amazing that hour went by so fast my bad so fast um they showed us the pictures called my sisters again so they could see the pictures and it was like even the photographers were like this is amazing. This is amazing. And I was like, I, I look sexy. This is okay. Is this 30? <laughs> yeah. Is this 30? Is this what we're let me find out I'm sexy? Shut up. Literally <laughs> the moment, and it was like the 180 that happened in a matter of a couple of hours. Because right. one, I was willing to be honest with myself. Yes. Two, I was willing to be honest with the people who are closest to me your support uh, my support like and they are bonafide hype women <laughs> everyone should have them but they're, but, they're fine. <laughs> but you should like get you some right, get your own <laughs> you get you some but these these are mine these are taken. Uh, <laughs> i can rent them out 
you know, <laughs> for a small fee, just a small booking fee. <laughs> you know, I could rent them out, but you know, they're mine. Um, <laughs> Good luck. Get you some. But <laughs> it, it was that, that having to be honest, be vulnerable with myself to be, um, to know that like, anybody outside of my circle really going to see these pictures anyway. But it was like, this is a level of vulnerability that I did not anticipate. Um, mm. And it makes me have so much more respect for someone like Lizzo, who is also a self-proclaimed nudist, right. uh, who does it very publicly. Right. And who is in a space where like, they stay trying to tell her down. Yes, constantly. Um, having to make the choice to be like, I love me. Mm-hmm. I don't give a damn what you say. Right. Love me. Um, and I'm sexy and you mad because you're mad in my DMs. Facts. Facts on. Facts. Tell the truth. Tell, the, fact. truth. Tell <laughs> the truth. Are you mad that I am nude? Are you mad that your man like? Well, and are you mad because you're not nude? Ooh. And you haven't done your inner work game to be this comfortable and be this loving on yourself. I mean, cause that's what it really is. You know, we're a mirror, mm. you know, like the things that you don't like in yourself or the things that you are most working on in yourself, you point that you can point them out in other people. So absolutely. Especially because she does get hate from our community. She gets hate from the, from the plus size community. Yes. If it's not her being, Oh, it's too much. We, we get it. You know, you're always naked. We get it. Or if it's the, your fashion sucks. Or, you know, like you're, you're not, your fashions aren't good enough and they don't fit you the way that we think that they should fit you. That's all a mirror, you know? That's all a, I'm not dealing with something inside myself. So I get to, so I'm not get to, I choose to project it onto someone else who is exhibiting the things that I wish I had. That is so true. Cause I, I have to say, I think I received the most hate growing up from older plus size women. Mm-hmm. I received the most correction yep. what I chose to wear from older plus size women. Um, and, you know, the feminist in me was like, why she could wear it and I can't. <laughs> You're not going to say it's because I'm big. Mm. So if we're going to remove that out, then tell me why she can wear it and I can't. Mm-hmm. You don't have anything other than that, which means fundamentally there is no reason why. Right. There's and no- fundamentally, the reason why you object to it is because of something that you see in yourself. See in yourself, exactly, mm. exactly. So this is again that point where I realize, oh, that's a you issue, not a me issue. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, and I think it's important to say if that feeling is coming up inside of yourself, um, to dig into it, like you did. You know, going like, well, why am I feeling this way about this shoot? If I if I'm I know I look good. I'm looking in the mirror and I think I look good. What's coming up? It's the dealing with the okay, well, let me take a moment. Let me turn inward. Let me write it down, talk it out, whatever you got to do and figure out what's the real root of the issue. Oh, I want to be accepting of myself, but I'm really not. Or in your case, oh, I've seen myself as pretty, cute, confident, fabulous, but not sexy. Oh, so maybe that's, so, oh, that's that missing piece. Cause it's not something to shy away from. I think that we're so used to going, oh, when something ugly comes up, we push it down. Yeah. Or when something ugly comes up, we are afraid of what it's gonna do to us. So we ignore it, push it down, project it onto other people. But when you take that moment to go, all right, I'm gonna confront this. It's not gonna feel good, but I'm gonna do it anyway then you realize it doesn't have that much power over me. When you confronted it and go, oh, I've never seen myself as sexy. It was like a light bulb, mind blown. Oh, that's it? Well, then let me, let me fix that right quick. Let me go take my ass to this uh, photo shoot okay. and fix it. Literally with my booty out. Literally with my booty out. But literally mm-hmm. with my booty out. And it was like, and that I live a very transparent, very open life um, because I am so adamant about people realizing that they're not alone in thinking that way. Um, right. I also have always been one who hates pedestals. 
And so I've noticed that as I've reached a certain point, it's been like, I love this joy. I love it. You're always, you're always, you're always, no, 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 no I'm not always. I'm not always. This is work. And I need you yeah. to see that this is work. I need yeah. you to see that this is a choice. I need you to see that every day I have to make a decision to like, and I don't always feel like a million bucks. Mm. I always wake up feeling like I got the juice. Mm. I have to choose to drink the Kool-Aid. Right. And walk out my house. Now I'm not going to walk out my house without the juice. So whatever it is I got to deal with before I walk outside that door, which is right. why you don't often encounter me mm-hmm. in that space, but that's work. That's work. And it's, it's that realization of like, oh, we all got a little bit of work to do. We all got a lot of bit of work to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's okay. And we shouldn't shy away from what that, that process is and things. So now I'm at this point, I'm like, when the next one sis? Cause I'm a baddie. <laughs> what is the next one? And it's like, oh, there's a little bit more confidence there. There's yeah. a bit more self-love there. Cause I'm yeah. like, a whole me? I'm about to frame one of them bad boys. Listen, that's two. Like at this point, one of my one of my friends was like, "This needs to be your lock screen," and I was like, "I don't need to say see in my phone and being confused on what's happening there." But the sentiment <laughs> is there. The sentiment is there. It should absolutely be me and Future Bay's lock screen. <laughs> Moving forward, I love it. Yeah, you know, like you're the next situation that comes up. You're gonna naturally dig into your sexiness the next situation that comes up with a bay or you know or with yourself you're gonna really be like oh i'm kind of feeling a little more into it i'm feeling more groove okay y'all can't see us but we doing real mad body rolls right now we are rolling like for real it's like um this this learning of yourself Mm. being able to be so comfortable and just exuding this newness um mm-hmm. it's insanely important and I want everybody to experience I am now adamant um about every woman regardless of what you do with it to do one of these photo shoots yes um, and it's because there are there's no way to properly articulate what it does for your confidence to be able right. to see yourself yes in that light in a non-objectifying way. Or objectifying. Or objectifying. I don't mind being objectified. <laughs> An old married lady. Like my husband will walk around the house and he'll pass by me and grab my boobs or grab my butt. Or if I'm wearing a dress, he'll lift my dress up over my head. You know, like. I'm here for that. Right? It's like, sure. Please think I'm sexy. Cause I do. You know, please see that I am loving all this body I have and you should love it too. Yeah. Objectify me. I mean, within reason, people were not telling you to go around and like let people like, you know, assault you. That's right, enough. Right, 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 right. Absolutely not. Um, and I think that was where I was coming from. Like, girl, I live in New York City. Mm-hmm. I mean, sir, I do not know you. Not... Six feet. Uh, 17. <laughs> Give me 50 feet. Um, stay over there. But if you my if you my boo, please, by all means. Tell me exactly you think I am. Um, But know that that I'm not doing it for you. You just get to reap the benefits of how I feel about myself. And we get to objectify ourselves. We get to walk around the house with the heels on, with the panties on, and and look in the mirror and objectify ourselves and go, come on now. Like, we get to do that. And it's necessary. It is so necessary. I put on those panties and I looked in the mirror and I was like, not that thing, thank you. (laughs) Okay, man. I love this for me. I love this for me. Like, so yes, you have those moments you're like living on the second floor. It's working in my favor. Like climbing up these steps on the outside and inside of my apartment every day, walking up these metro steps, it is working in my favor. Okay. Um, I love this. Get it right, get it tight. I love this for me. Um, but at the end of the day, I love this for me. Yes. And that's the big the big takeaway I feel like in all of this, it was like, I love this for me. And as someone who been fairly confident, I'm like, oh, I can still get confidence boosters. Yes. There's levels to this. Yes. You're never You're, done becoming. 
Oh, yeah. I always say, you know, I started some some programs recently, like in my my Facebook group and um, and at an event I had on Saturday. And prior to that, you know, I'm working things out and I'm starting I'm doing things that I did in the beginning of my journey. And I go, level one is the shit. You know, you think that you've been doing this for a while and you're like, okay, I'm on level five, level eight, whatever level you want to say. And then when you go back to the level one fundamentals, you're like, that's right. Like that feels real good. Okay, I needed that. So I feel like no matter what level you on, you can always get to the next one, one, and you can always go back and find something new and the things that you've already conquered and discovered about yourself. Yeah. So it's it's like this real interesting loop what's that infinity loop it's like an infinity loop you know and it just keeps growing and changing and moving it's so dope so I love that so dope I love it so much thank you so so much for this conversation I feel even more like I'm a bad I think you should pay for more shots to be edited and post them all over the medias of the socials because um, you're sexy, you're fine, and we need this. Period. <laughs> I, let me let me think about that because <laughs> we shall see. Stay tuned, y'all. Um, Tamara, tell us how to find you, how to connect with you, how to talk to you. Tell the people. Yeah. So. Um, Instagram, Facebook, uh, what else do we have? Um, what is it called? TikTok. All that stuff is the same at Tamara Lamise. Luckily, I think there's just one me, so I don't have to change my name like you, Kelsey. <laughs> We're very lucky in that respect. You can find me all over all those platforms. Um, TamaraLamise.com also for my website. Um, you can on Facebook, join my Facebook group. It's called the Plus Size Wellness Revolution. Um, it is all about the plus size community coming together and discussing wellness, whatever that looks like for each individual. But we offer um, services in mental wellness, physical wellness, such as movement, um, uh, anti-diet education, um, self-love and confidence, of course, self-worth training, all of those wonderful things um, in my Facebook group. So you can connect with me there. I am all over the place. I answer every message, every email, every DM. Um, even when people email me going, I can't come. I go, oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. I have a replay. Like I am very communicative because I believe support, like you said, your support system is like no other. And I believe that we all need support. We all need community and we all need to share the love and be able to lift each other up when we kind of stumble and fall a little bit and to gas each other up. Like, yes, I want a whole Facebook group of people going, you look, you it girl, you the itch, let's get it. <laughs> I think we underestimate the necessity that it is to have those people who are just simply there to be like, yes, like my, my god sister always like, Jabria, are you smart? Yes, like that should be the energy that you have for your girls at all times. I love it. Thank you so much. I will link all the ways to find Tamara down at the bottom. It's been great talking to you. So good talking to you. And thank you for popping my podcast, Cherry. <laughs> my first guest. I am so excited. I'm so excited. This week, your LOL thought is, I love me. I want you to take some time this week to really think about what that looks like for you. And can you look yourself in the mirror and confidently say, I love me. At this point, you should already know what to do, but stay connected with us on Instagram at don't forget to LOL pod. That's the number four and the number two. Same on Twitter. I want to hear from you. So DM me or email me at don't forget to LOL pod at gmail.com. Still the number four and still the number two. If there's someone in your life that you believe deserves a shout out, send a nomination my way. And I would love to give them their flowers on your behalf right here on the podcast. Cheers to a bomb-ass week for you as you take the time to look at yourself and say, I love me. I hope that you find joy. I hope that you find laughter. And I hope that you find so much grace for yourself this week. Take care and don't forget to LOL. Until next time, peace. <laughs>